Welcome to the Inspire Church Podcast. We hope this message will equip and empower you to reach your God-given potential. Inspire Church is all about loving God, loving people, and inspiring our world. Visit inspirechurch.com.au for more information. title of my message today uh, is Conquering Intimidation with God's Boldness. And if you and I are ever going to experience the breakthroughs of God in every area of our lives, in the salvation of our children, in the freedom of our family members, in the blessing of God on our finance, prosperity in our business, the multiplying of leadership, whatever you're believing God for, you're going to have to fight the fight of faith. And I call it the inflection point of breakthrough. Right before the greatest breakthroughs sometimes come almost the greatest breakdowns or the greatest temptations or tests to kind of throw in the towel. And that's where the voice of fear and intimidation will show up and it'll try to back you down from what you're believing God for. But how many know we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but we are those who believe God and move forward until we get everything that God has promised. And if we're going to walk into that level of blessing, how many know we're going to have to fight that enemy called intimidation? But there is a solution for intimidation and fear, and that is the power of the boldness that God gives to the believers that knows that they know that they know that they know that God is a God of his word. Is there anybody in this place that's standing on a promise from God? Is there anybody in this place that's standing on a word from the Lord? If that's you, put your hands together. Give Jesus a praise. Number one, God has not called us to intimidation, but to boldness and power. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Look at that. A spirit of fear. I, hey, like I'm, I'm looking at myself. Man, I need to lose some weight. Lord Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. This is kind of a cool thing. I didn't recognize that. My little ADD kicking in. Come on, somebody. But God, God has not given us a spirit of fear. So that tells us that fear is not from God. It is a spirit. But then it turns around, it says they haven't given us a spirit of fear, timidity, or cowardness, but he's given us love, power, and a sound, peaceable mind. How many thank God for love, power, and a sound, peaceable mind? Okay? Now, when you're understanding uh, fear and how the enemy works, it's intimidation, it's that dread, that uneasiness, that anxiousness. God has not called us to live like that. God, first of all, he's called us to walk in love. He's also called us to walk in shalom, peace, tranquility. But he's also called us to walk in boldness, power. And those are the elements that conquer fear dead in its tracks. When the enemy comes to intimidate and put you in a corner and back you down, boldness and power step up and say, I don't think so. I'm not backing down from you now or never. So I don't know who's going to get tired first because I ain't going nowhere. And if I do get tired, I keep trusting in God and he renews my strength. You're a dead spirit. And eventually I'm going to wear you out and take back what you stole in my life. Somebody shout and believe God with me that God is going to give us what we need to conquer intimidation. The word power 
is actually a Greek word, very popular. It, it comes from the Greek word dunamis, where we get the English word dynamite. Dynamite. Remember JJ from Good Times? Two people only. Okay. Uh, I'm older. Okay. Explosive. How many want to be more explosive? You know, sometimes I watch the rugby, the, the rugby, and I was with a young guy the other day. I think he comes to church here, correct? And we're going to get to watch him today, actually on TV, right? Wow, that's kind of cool. And he's, 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 a, he's a big guy, and I just look at him, and he's like a fighter, like a boxer too. And I, and I said, wow, how many fights have you had? He's like, 12, 12. I said, how many, how many have you won? He's like, 12. I said, so you're a rugby player by day and a boxer by night? I mean, how does this work? He's like, my off season. I was like, wow. And you've had 12 fights because I'm a boxer too. I used to be. 12 fights, 12 wins. And I go, how many by knockout? He said, 11. I said, wow, you're explosive. Come on, somebody. <laughs> how many want to be explosive in your faith? Explosive in your boldness. Explosive in your power. The devil has a hard time handling an explosive believer. He puts you in a room. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, the devil gets nervous with some Christians. He said, man, they show up. They start opening up their mouth and miracles start happening. How many know the early church was an explosive people? I mean, that's why the devil's like when Peter showed up and all of a sudden this crippled guy's there. He's like, he just shows up. He said, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. The guy starts walking and the Sanhedrin court brings him in and they say, listen, listen, listen. You're too explosive. We can't handle you. He goes, don't do you could you could do you could preach any anything you want. Just don't preach in the name of Jesus. Because when you preach in the name of Jesus, you mess everything up. How many know we want to mess everything the devil messed up? Come on, somebody. How many want to be dynamite? How many want to be explosive? Somebody shout amen. The word power means force, miraculous power, supernatural ability, might. It even means violence. Mighty. You know, if you're really going to obtain what God has, you can't be casual when it comes to the promises of God. There has to become a violence to you. The scripture says in Matthew eleven twelve that the kingdom suffers violent and violent men will take it by force. So if you're going to be effective and I'm going to be effective in our walk with God, there needs to be a level of tenacity, of violence. And some of you are passive kind of people. You're kind of a cool person. You're not really violent. You've never even been in a fight. But when it comes to the things of God, God will give you a supernatural boldness and a supernatural fight. Like my grandma. My grandma was, I think, 4'11". She used to probably be 4'2", but then she kind of shrank as she got older. She was like powerful, like Yoda, man, my grandma. She was a Holy Ghost woman. She's like powerful, you see. I mean, she was just powerful. And she was little, but man, you didn't want to mess with my grandma. She was like an old Pentecostal woman. And people would, well, I remember one time my cousin, he, he was running from the, uh, 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 the cops. He just had done some horrid, hor- horrendous crime. This guy was the worst of the worst of the worst gang members in the city. This guy was a killer. He goes to my grandma's house just to go hide from the cops. She takes him in. Come on, mijo. Come on in. Like it's innocent. The next thing you know, she's walloping this guy in the Holy Ghost. He hits the deck like a sack of potatoes. He's, cast, he's casting demons out of him. He's shaking all over the place. Gets up. Gets delivered. Next thing you know, he gets right with God. He's full-time ministry preaching the gospel because one little grandma understood that I don't have to be intimidated. I got power and boldness with God. Somebody shout in here like you got power and boldness with God. When God gives you power, he gives you that boldness. That word boldness means to be on fire 
with confidence. That word boldness means courageous. It's the absence of fear and intimidation. It's the freedom of speech. It's the absence of fear in speaking boldly. See, boldness will keep saying what God says in spite of what everyone else is saying. It'll say what's right even when others say, shut your mouth. It'll speak the truth in love when the enemy says, silence your voice. How many know we are not going to be silent about the word of God? How many know we're going to stand firm and say what God says despite what the culture says, despite what our circumstances say, despite what the situation say, despite what the doctor report says, we are going to have power and we are going to have boldness and we will not be in intimidated but we are going to speak the word of faith until miracles show up in every area of our lives why because we have an inheritance with God the book of Proverbs 28 1 says it this way the wicked run when nobody's after them but the righteous are as bold as a lion I mean, that's for every one of you. I mean, God says, I'll give you boldness. You know, there's some people in our church that are not as maybe bold personality-wise as others. You know, I got my background in psychology. So when we do hirings and we do certain types of uh, staff management, we do these these disc tests, these personality profiles, because, you know, we want to put the best type of personality where they fit. You know, we don't want to put somebody who doesn't really, not a people person around people because it's hard for them. We, we don't want to put an accountant in a place where they don't like it. They like numbers. We don't want to put a person who hates numbers and the creative in accounting because it gets messy. And so everyone has their own different personalities. That's kind of what makes marriage great. I'm, I'm my way. My wife's her way. Uh, we're, you know, we're completely opposites, but opposites attract. And because we attract, it's a great marriage. It's a great life. All my kids are different. Their personalities are different. But when it comes to who you are in God, every one of you have been given a gift from God. You've been given a grace from God called power, called boldness. And you can roar like a lion. You can open your mouth and you can speak the word of God in season. And God will back up his word because heaven and earth may pass away. But the word of God shall remain forever. Ever. How many believe that the word of God will always accomplish what God has sent it to accomplish and it will always prosper in the thing that God sends it? How many are speaking the word over a situation? Don't be moved because it hasn't changed yet. Don't be moved because nothing has happened yet. Sometimes when nothing's happened, it's right before the breakthrough is about to happen. Don't be moved by the storms around you. Don't be moved by the negativity. You keep speaking what God says. You don't back down in intimidation. You don't let fear cower you. No, you step up. You stand up. You open your mouth and you keep roaring the word of God. And eventually that word will manifest in every single area of your life. Man, I'm preaching myself happy today. Somebody give God praise like you believe what God said about your family. Somebody give God praise like you believe what God said about your future. Somebody give God praise like you believe what God has said about your nation. Point number two. I'm having a good time today. You're a great crowd. Look at your neighbor and say, you're great today. Look at your neighbor and say, you look great today. You know, I told, I said in the earlier, uh, in the conference, I said, I said, turn and look at the best looking neighbor and tell them. And people actually did it. 
I was going to tell you that right now. And if you would have done it, some of you might have gotten in trouble. Okay, number two. Speak, say speak, and keep speaking the word of God with boldness. Look at the book of Acts chapter 4, verses 29 through 31. And now, Lord, look upon their threats. That's intimidation, huh? And grant to your servants to continue, to continue, here it is, to speak your word with all what? All what? Come on, say it with me. Exactly. Verse 30. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Part, part of the sign of, of, of being filled with the Holy Spirit is not just speaking in tongues, but it's actually speaking also the word of God with boldness. And if you haven't been speaking the word of God with boldness of late, maybe you haven't been meditating on the right things. Maybe you need to spend more time with God because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. It's not what we speak in front of everybody that counts. It's not what we speak when the times are good that matters. It's what we speak when nobody's around. It's what we speak when times are tough. And you know what we will speak? We will speak what we're filled with. That's why we need to meditate in the word of God day and night and night and day. So when the enemy intimidates, the only thing that comes out of us when he squeezes us is thus saith the Lord. It is written it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written, and that it is written will cause that devil to leave you until another season. Somebody clap like you're going to declare the word of God over your circumstances. Continue to, and let me keep reading here, feel the Holy Spirit and continue to speak the word of God with boldness. But look what happens. I want you to know what happens after the word is spoken with boldness. Being bold uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit continues to speak the word of God with boldness. Being bold is having courage and speaking out against what's wrong, no matter what others think or say. Now, in the book of Acts 14 to 3, I want you to look at this. It says, therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Now, this is powerful what I'm going to say right now. When we speak the word of God in faith, we're meditating in the word, we're spending time in the presence of God, and we're releasing that word. Sometimes I believe we underestimate ourselves in God because we look at ourselves through inadequacy. We see our mistakes. We see our weaknesses. We see our failures. We see our inabilities to perform. But my friend, you are more than meets the eye. You are a speaking spirit. You have been made in the image of God. And when you meditate in the word of God, the very faith of God is extracted and put in your spirit. And when you open your mouth and you release a word, God gets a hold of that word and begins to manifest it in your life. That's why when you begin to discover who you are in Christ and you discover the power of the spoken word of God, the devil gets nervous because he knows that the power of life and and death is in your voca. It is in your mouth. How many believe that your future is in your mouth? Come on. I said your future, uh, your future is in your mouth. Can I keep on teaching? 
The devil hates Christians that boldly proclaim the word of God because he cannot contain its power. When the word of God is spoken, it must be accounted for. Signs, wonders, and miracles will occur when the word of God shows up and testimonies will show up behind it and it will be held accountable. People will want to know, how did you get your children turned around? How did you get that healing in your body? How did you prosper when everyone else is going down? How did you keep the house when they lost it? How did you make it when they failed? How? Because how... I spoke the word of God, and the word of God always produces signs, wonders, and miracles. I told this story earlier, and I feel free to tell it again. When it comes to speaking the word of God and how the devil tries to stop it, let me give you one more scripture, and I'm going to share a story. In the book of Acts 9.27, it says, and this is Barnabas, he spoke boldly. In the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenists, but they attempted to kill him. They attempted to kill him. And you're going to find throughout the scripture, any Christian that decides to boldly proclaim the word of God will come under persecution, will come under attack. Let me tell you why. The Bible says that the devil sends persecution. He sends tribulation. He sends the care of the world. He sends the lust of the flesh. He sends the desires for other things. He sends these things for a sole purpose, and that is to steal the word of God out of our hearts because he is so afraid that when that word is spoken, he can't contain it and he can't hold it back because Mark said when they went and proclaimed the word, signs, wonders, and miracles followed the proclaiming of the word. I don't think we realize how powerful the word is in the spirit realm to break the power of the demonic because so many times we're dealing with problems and we're dealing with circumstances and we're trying to deal with them on a surface level but they're not surfaced many of times. Many of times there's demonic spirits behind that that needs to be addressed and they have to be addressed with the authority of the word of God and once you bind it on earth it is bound in the spirit and the devil stops his maneuvers and the situation changes because you took authority over it by the spoken word of faith. Somebody give God a praise like I'm helping you today. Come on, you can clap a little bit better than that. This is a good word, huh? My mother is a great woman of God. She's, she's, a, she's, she's a great woman of God. But we weren't always Christian in our family. Growing up, my, my mom and dad divorced. My dad was a youth pastor. He went to Vietnam War. And he came back and he wasn't the same. He, the war had took its toll on him. And he, he just went crazy. And they, and they separated and one, and I would go with my dad on the weekends, and then, I'd, and then I'd go home with my mom on the weekdays. And it was a rough life we had. Because when I was about five years old, my dad dropped me off, and he never came back. And I'm 43 years old. I've never talked to him. I've never seen him since. He's still alive, but he just won't talk to me. It's very strange. And my stepdad raised me, and he abused me every day of my life, and he abused my mom. 
She would try to go to church, and he'd put a gun and a pistol in her mouth and say, if you go, I'll blow your head off. And he was dead serious. And I was raised in this kind of insane environment. And I ended up at 13 years old being shipped off to prison. Other kids were going to high school, and they were playing sport. I was being shipped off to prison. And I was just a wild kid, and one thing led to another, and I ended up becoming a very evil person. I became a drug dealer, a drug maker. I became demonic. The devil had filled my heart and he had filled my soul and I've given myself over to him and I was just into pure wickedness. I wanted to be free, but I couldn't get free. The devil had me bound. But thank God for a praying mom who knew the word of faith. Come on, somebody say amen. And, and uh, I started running with this crowd and I, I can't say too much of the names publicly, but it was, the, it was the gangs that ran the gangs that ran the gangs. And in L.A., most people know what that is. And these are the guys that have the ability to put death sentence on, on people's lives. So they call it the green light. And they say, that guy has the green light, and they get the assassins, and you kill him. And they put the green light on me, and it was time to kill me. And all my friends around me started being killed, and it was a full-blown war. And I was right in the middle of it. it, was, it was, I was the center of it. And I really was running for my life. And, and it, it, it started getting worse and worse and worse. And I, I know in my heart I was about a week or two from being dead. And, all, and then that week when it was at its peak, my mom had a prayer group, intercessors. And they all called her at the same time. The same week, that week they called her. And they said the same exact thing. That's why we have to be in the spirit. They, 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 these women were accurate in the spirit. And they told my mom the same thing. They never talked to each other. They never talked to my mom. They never talked to me. But in the spirit, they picked it up. One of them was my aunt. And they said, the spirit of murder, listen to that. The spirit of murder is after Jason. And his life is in danger. We need to pray and fast and speak the word of God in prayer. Because they had a list of scriptures they'd quote over me every day. And we need to, and we need to go after it and come in agreement for his soul, for his life. And they started speaking the word of God. And guess what happened? When they got intense with God, and they got intense. Yeah, I would like to say, everything got better overnight. It didn't. All hell broke loose after that. Why? Because when the, listen to me, before the devil comes out, he has to convulse. Don't be moved by his convulsing. He's trying to get your focus off the breakthrough. Focus on the breakthrough. You can convulse all you want. You're coming out of my son. You're coming out of my daughter. You're coming out of my money. You're coming out of my business. You're coming out of my church. Somebody shout. Come on, somebody. And this is what happened. My mom... She's, and by this time, my mom remarried a good man of God. So her, her life's being restored already. She's been in Bible college. They're preparing for ministry. They're on fire for God. And in the middle of them being on fire for God, they got this son over here who's a drug dealer who's about to be murdered. And, and, and I get arrested right when all this is happening from some undercover cop. I sold, no, that, that was something else anyway. I got arrested for embezzlement. They put me in an embezzlement charge, looking at 15 years embezzlement charge. And I'm in jail, already in jail, on an embezzlement charge from one organization. Then another organization comes for selling the drugs to the undercover cop. They didn't even know I was not at the house. So they raid the house at 5 in the morning, 18 cop cars. Think about it. My mom's in Bible college. My, my, my dad, is, my, I call my dad, I don't believe in stepdad, so he's my dad. I, he, he's in Bible college. And they raid the house 
rip the front door down, helicopters, the neighbors are like, what is happening? Come on, somebody. And, and, and they got my mom and my dad on the floor with guns screaming, where's Jason? She's like, he's already in jail. No, he's here. He sold drugs to this cop undercover. He's going to prison forever. And, and my mom's crying. She's thinking, God, I'm standing on your word. She's thinking, God, I'm, I'm proclaiming your word. And now all hell breaks loose. And you know what? Even when her, this is, I'm going to say this. You can have faith in your heart, but have fear in your emotions. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. And she felt fear. She cried. She's a normal mom. But out of her spirit, she looked my dad in the eye. She grabbed him by the hand. They told me, she, she told me this. She said, she looked him in the eye and she said, all my children shall be taught by the Lord and great will be the peace of my children and they shall be brought home from distant lands. Come on, clap like God's word is powerful. Come on, clap. If you're going to clap, give God glory because there's breakthrough in the room today. I kid you not. I was as far as God as you could be. I was far from God. I was in a prison cell. But I felt something broke. And I knew something happened. My life was never going to be the same. And two weeks later, after that, I got released from prison. Supernaturally. No charges. I I thought, what's happening here? All charges dropped. Nothing happened. I get out. I go to the, the concert because I'm feeling bad telling my mom, like, all this, you got raided, you know, all this. I'm feeling bad. I go to the concert. I go on the concert on LSD acid. She doesn't tell me it's a Christian concert. I get to the concert. The guy starts preaching. I start crying. I never cry. I'm weeping. Next thing you know, I'm running down the middle of the aisle, giving my life to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Why? 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 Because she broke it in the spirit. And if you break it in the spirit, it'll always show up in the natural. Somebody shout like you're going to take authority with the word of God. Somebody say, man. Come on, stand on your feet. Let's give God some glory. Can we put our hands together for the faithfulness of God one more time? Come on, we can do that. What do you do when you're facing and you're staring down your Goliath? And he's talking, man. That big-headed, smelly-breathed giant is talking away. I'm going to do this to you, and I'm going to do that to you, and I'm going to do this to you, and I'm going to do that to you. But I believe like David, as he speaks and he's barking like a little dog, we're going to open our mouth like a lion and say, Devil, you come to me with a spear and a sword. I come to you in the name of the Lord. How many believe the word of God has the power of life? I told this story earlier and I'm going to tell this one. I'm going to tell it quickly. Paul said, when you're going through trouble and tribulation, what are you going to say? How are we going to respond? How many know we're going to respond the same way Paul did? If God is for us, who can be against us? My son Joshua is graduating Bible college this week at 13 years old. He's a leader. He's a man of God. He loves me, man. I love him. 
man, I love my family. Love your family. Love your family. Nothing's more important than your kids, man. Well, Jesus is, but then your, your wife and then your kids. But I love them. And when I tell this story, and he's in the audience, it's crazy. Because 13 years ago, we sat there in front of the doctor, and he told us, he told me and her, abort him. And we're going to set the appointment right now. And obviously we said no. Because we had a word from God about that. Our, our son. His name would be Joshua. And he'd preach the gospel. I said no doctor. We went home. We, and we, it was a battle. Intimidation. You know. It's real. How many can say it's real. It, it's easy to in here preach it. it no, but it's a real fight. You know, it's when it's your kids, when it's your family, when it's your money, when it's your health. Some of you are in that fight right now. And it's a real fight. We turned the TV off. We didn't need no distraction. We don't need no unbelief. We, 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 we didn't tell friends and family that they didn't believe because we don't want their unbelief. You know, they sympathize, but sympathy doesn't change it. Compassion changes it. And we got in that word and we got in that word and something broke and we knew in our heart it's done. We went back to that doctor's two weeks later. And I'd like to tell you, I went in there confident and cocky. But no, my, I had fear in my emotion. But in my spirit and in her spirit, we knew that we knew that we knew that his name would be Joshua and he'll preach the gospel. We went to that doctor's office. They did the ultrasound. Kenneth Copeland actually did a report on this. On his television program. It all verified. They did the ultrasound. That doctor looked at me like, what the heck happened? And I knew, yes. He called another nurse in, checked her out. Yes. Called another nurse in, checked it out. Yes. Bring another one in. It's going to be the same report. Whose report will I believe? I believe the report of the Lord. His name will be Joshua. Come on, somebody give God praise. Like We're going to speak. Come on. I said, we're going to speak. 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 Come on, Sarah. Come on, Abraham. Come on. Come on. We're going to speak until the mountains are moved. We're going to speak until the dead are raised. We're going to speak. Somebody give God one more praise in the house. Thank you for listening to this life-transforming message. For service times, upcoming events, or to find out more about Inspire Church, log on to inspirechurch.com.au.